0: And welcome in to the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio live in the White Claw hard Seltzer Studios. I'm your host, Jake Miller, alongside Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, Intern Jack. What a night we had. There was a lot of green in that graphic that we put out yesterday involving the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker. A lot of green in that. Marcus, I'm proud of you. Both spreads that you took, you got. Did I? I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you
1: yes both spreads that you took yesterday you got i actually didn't bet on this one i just you know i did see yeah i did see that syracuse beat north carolina i did see that one yeah you'd have been, that, that should have been the money line that you took yeah, yeah ironic huh man because ohio state did not win no
0: yeah no neither did oklahoma no, but it's okay did we learn something from that um, sometimes it's good to take them to cover but not necessarily to win and then you have cases like mom, where I pick Butler at plus one and a half; they lose by three.
1: I think it, I learned that. Way. that um, you know, my boy, my boy Jack over here probably need to chat with him on on the side because he's what eight and two, in, in eight the two and eight and two in days. his last
0: ten.
2: Yeah, kind of high right now. Yeah, ride,
0: ride, ride that Tennessee taking on Arkansas tonight, nine o'clock, ESPN two. Tennessee is a eight and a half point favorite and and 8.5-point favorite, since apparently we're a snooze and food show. Um, But, yeah, Tennessee is now an 8.5-point favorite against Arkansas tonight. Uh, Tennessee 17-6, and and, of course, Arkansas coming in this game 12-11. and A lot of locker room drama over there we're not going to get into because that's just – we're not going to get into that because we could spend an entire segment just bashing Arkansas and what's happening right now. Because I think everyone, as we go around the room, can agree this is not your typical Eric Musselman team. Like Eric Musselman, when you think of him, what do you think of? You think of strong teams. You think of very talented teams that make runs in March. Him shirtless. Yes. Yes. A fiery coach. Coach with a lot of personality, right? And they're just not playing like an Eric Musselman team usually should. Of course, Dalton Connect, Jonas Adu, Zakai Ziegler are the season leaders for Tennessee as far as points, rebounds, and assists. Nothing has changed there. Uh, Tremont Mark is going to be – Coming in as South, or excuse me, not South Carolina, Arkansas's leading scorer, 17.6 points per game. Trayvon Brazil is averaging about 6.9 rebounds, and then Devontae Davis averaging 2.2 assists per game. That's a very low number for their leading assist guide, don't you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like that's a very low
0: number for that. Goodness. Yeah, yes, I agree. That's terrible. I mean, they're averaging 11.4 assists per game to Tennessee 17. And the only constant in Tennessee's season this year is you're going to dish the ball around a little bit better than everybody else. I think we're 30th in the country right now Mm -hmm. as far as tallying up assists, which, as you see, when you start adding up points, start tallying those up per game, that probably contributes to a lot of what Tennessee does. Tennessee averaging 79.5 points per game to Arkansas 76, Tennessee Averaging about 3.3 more rebounds, 38.9 to Arkansas's 35.6. Arkansas coming off a win, Tennessee coming off a loss. How does Tennessee respond after that just stinker that we dropped on Saturday? I think that – I feel like this is a get-right game for this team. Go out to Arkansas and prove that you can win on the road because you're going to have to do it regardless of whether it's a neutral site away game because you could get one of these draws in the NCAA tournament in which it almost feels like a home game for a certain team. It's rare that it happens, but you're going to have to be prepared for something like that come March. Can Tennessee cover the eight and a half point spread tonight? The over-under is at 151 and a half. That's probably right around where it should be. Brett, how are you?
3: Uh, Doing well. Um, Yeah, I mean, just looking at this game, I mean you should take care of business I mean but we said that Saturday as well I mean obviously A&M's a better team than Arkansas they've had a lot of internal turmoil to say the least um just stats wise you look at it I mean they're they're not really good at one thing I mean Trayvon Mark is very good guard he will he will get his I, I have a feeling um uh, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I I mean, I've, I like us to cover that eight and a half. I like a good bounce back. I mean, it is at Arkansas, so that's the only thing that worries you. I mean, it's their last real home game of the season. They're gonna be right. fired up. Um, you know, they've played a tough schedule, so they're not gonna be scared. They beat Duke at home. Uh, played North Carolina. Um, you know, played Kentucky tough. You know, at home, so it won't be easy. I mean, we're gonna get their best shot. So
0: looking easy. forward to it. That's usually how it goes. It should be noted, to Arkansas is sitting at 12th in the SEC right now, five and a half games back. Uh, The only two teams behind them right now are Vanderbilt and Missouri. And, of course, Tennessee takes on Missouri. Coming up here in a couple games, Tennessee right now sitting a game and a half back to Alabama and South Carolina. One game, or excuse me, a half a game behind Auburn. Basically sitting there and as, I mean, we can call this like it is, we're tied for second right now. That's how you can phrase that. It is Tennessee is tied for second in the SEC right now, being a half a game back.
3: You're going to gain a game either on Auburn or South Carolina tonight because yes. they play each other. Right. So, I mean, you can pick up one, one of them. You obviously play both of them. So, uh, you play South Carolina again and Auburn obviously for the first time. So, right. Um, it's it's a big night. I mean, you got you got to beat these teams. I mean, you don't want to be two in a lose two in a row to two subpar teams. That's
0: for sure. No, because I mean we've seen it with North Carolina. Once you lose a game that you should not lose, you know, you either bounce back and you bounce back hard or you go on a downward spiral. Yeah. I mean, look at Kentucky. Kentucky has been on a downward spiral.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess they won last night, but
0: Whoop Dee doo. <laughs> Whoop de dup de doo. Yeah. Goodness. Marcus, how are you?
1: I'm good. <clears throat> I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? yeah um it's Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Just want to put that out there mm-hmm. for those of you' feel the who, love Marcus for those of you that uh celebrate with loved ones or or by yourself, you know maybe sometimes <laughs> you have to celebrate it by yourself. Don't worry, Jack. We'll get it taken care of and um, oh.
0: Oh! I told him. I, oh! No! No!
1: No! 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 I told him recently. You were on air. I said, uh, you know, I'll I'll be your uh, mentor. I'll help him out. Don't act like you don't remember that conversation. Mentor in the love department. I've I don't know if you're aware of this, but I used to be on the drive. Right. And the drive is hosted by you know Captain Romance. I've learned a few things from from the captain. I've become really? the left lieutenant of Romance. This is taking the dark turn.
3: What, I mean, what have you put in these,
1: uh, you know, his teachings to work, I guess? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'd say I have. Uh, it's been, you know, when you learn something from, from a captain of anything, you you just feel like you can lead the charge for the next generation. So... Helping out all the interns at the... You're
3: not talking about the guy that sits in that huh? chair. You're talking about the one that sits in Jake's chair, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not, yeah. I was fixing to say, you're taking relationship <laughs> advice from that guy. Oh, no. Oh, wait.
1: No, 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 no. You don't know who Captain Romance is? <sighs> I mean... It ain't there.
0: Russie O'Donnell. Russie O'Donnell.
1: I mean, they picked up a new member,
3: so
0: I wasn't sure if he was involved in this. Oh, um, not well. I mean, that's one that you probably want it from more than anybody. Recently married yeah. guy, I want the advice yeah. from more than anybody. I should <laughs> yeah, say. He, he Jack, might. how are you, sir? We're we're moving on.
2: I'm doing fantastic. You know, uh, me and my girlfriend are celebrating what? this Valentine's Day. I had um, no idea. I think we'll be getting a poppy Papa Murphy's pizza. <laughs> wow, there um, you go tonight. The the heart shaped pizza. That'll be yeah. fun. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Watching good well, a romantic
1: movie. Guess I got to find another intern to mentor. <laughs> we'll find
0: you one, Marcus. We will find you one. We want to
1: hear from you. Eight six, six five, five.
0: Speak to the listeners out there. There's got to be somebody. Eight yeah. two zero zero. Your number if you want to hop on the show. Let's get Daniel in here first. What do you say, Daniel?
4: Um, Marcus is bringing that energy this morning. I mean, he's bringing that <laughs> that Arkansas it, energy almost. That Arkansas energy.
0: He's, <laughs> he's
1: Next talking week.
4: about. Telling the intern he's gonna show him some robes. I didn't know what he was gonna show him there for a second.
1: Yeah, ne- next phone call, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the phone, and say welcome to the uh the left lieutenant of love show. Uh, that's what I'm yeah, going to do. It, it, Please gonna, don't.
4: Po- oh confuse some people. Give him a, give him the rosy palm effect or something, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe that's what he's gonna give you some advice on. But um you know, um <laughs> like a segue there um this is a this is an interesting game tonight because um nine o'clock Barnes has come out and said he's a creature of habit he likes these seven o'clock wednesday wednesday games. this is nine o'clock on the road um this one's gonna be a i don't know they're they're kind of playing good as of late um i saw a stat last night i don't know if it was 32 and 3 or 33 and 4, but we're just below 500 on top 10 teams ranked versus unranked opponents on the road. And um, that, it's just, they're just losing on the road this year.
0: It's a good point. I mean, and as far as being a creature of habit, can we just talk about these late start times <laughs> one more time? I hate them. This means I'm not going to bed until about 1130 by the time it's all said and done tonight this is not an ideal start time number one yes you're playing eight o'clock central if you're an arkansas fan you don't want to like this either because guess what if you're going to the game you're not getting home till 11 11 30 at night at least we have the advantage of just being able to go straight to sleep after this game is over not everybody else has that luxury
4: Jake, can we all agree to abolish the central time zone?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) No point in
0: it. Yes. 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 But we're going to keep the Pacific and
1: mountain time? Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, here's the thing. You know, when I was living in Murfreesboro, when I was at MTSU, when I was home, 9 o'clock in the evening comes during the summer, still a little bit of light outside. 8 o'clock in Murfreesboro. It's dark, but if it had been nine o'clock, it'd still been light.
4: Yeah, it, and I know the eight o'clock tip don't don't affect us, but nine o'clock is such a bad time. I remember going to the games; you're not getting home until after midnight. It's just a it's just a terrible. <clears throat> and I know they they they, they changed it to six thirty and eight thirty this year, which is even kind of more strange. But Very. yeah, that nine o'clock is a tough spot this is a tough spot game uh, i was glad to see a&m go down last night did you did you all happen to see rick Barnes's vocal statements on what he wants to get done if when when uh poley comes to knoxville and he d- does his antics by stepping on the court calling the timeout did you see what he said on his
0: on this call-in show oh, absolutely i hope that we if buzz williams does that in knoxville i hope we mow him down I hope it looks like Al Wilson coming down the court and just waylaying him. You don't expect
3: that from Barnes. I almost thought somebody wrote it for him. Like, I know. To, I mean, like, hit right. somebody run somebody over. I'm proud he of, he, can, I want he to, could face a fine for saying stuff like that.
0: I want it to look like Eric Berry when he de-cleated Sean Marino or when he hit, who was it, Marquise Mays and made him do a 360 because of how hard he got hit. That's what I want it to look like.
4: Brett, to your point.
0: And that three-piece suit that he wears – goodness I, who wears a damn vest Jerry if you're
4: he's um, an he's a freaking clown he looks like he shops at jc penny and and he's got his J for suit on he, he probably has them like on, a, on a rotation uh with that with that vest i mean that vest i mean the only time i'm for, wearing a vest is if i'm at a wedding Ugh, they should find him for wearing it not find barnes for saying what he said no it, joke what you said what you said, Brett, is so is true. Like, I, I just I just think Barnes is. They're like, I dare you to say something to me. Like, he's got enough gravitas as a as a Hall of Fame coach to say what he and he's and he's exactly right. I just can't believe he came out. I can't. He. I understand saying it under you know under your breath or in, internally, but
0: saying it out loud is another thing. Yeah, I mean that's just that's the thing is the fact that he had had it in him to say it. Is one thing. And the fact that he actually came out and made it happen is pretty stellar in and of itself. We got to run, Daniels. Appreciate the phone call, man. Stay with us. Sammy Kincaid joins us next, right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, Back here on the GI Jake Show, right here on Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, online at fanrunradio.com, your free Fan Run Radio app. Pleased to be joined by Sammy Kincaid, the Fan Run OG. Sammy, how are you today?
5: What's up, you guys? It's great. It's going great. I'm actually on my way to God's country right now, so it really could not be a better morning. (laughs)
0: Nice. Very nice. Very, very nice.
5: Sammy. it's good we're, we're stopped at bucky's right now so uh this Ooh, is actually choice. my first time at bucky's at the crossville exit so oh. so an, ex- an experience
0: so what is your go-to at bucky's do you go straight for it so was her first time didn't she yeah i, I thought she would first have first time at the crossville one yes oh oh do you go straight for the yeah. brisket sandwich do you go because my favorite is the uh, texas cheesesteak burrito that one's phenomenal and then of course <laughs> you, you have to get some beaver
5: nugs so I have had the Beaver Nuts. Those are great. But I actually have only ever been to Bucky's one other time, and I went straight for the Home Goods section. I didn't realize it's a full store, you guys. I was mind-blown at that. So um, I'm not going to lie. I ended up getting distracted by the Home Goods. But I did try the Bucky's Nuts.
1: The I was also going to say, because we've, we we have I've tried to – another producer at the station, I've tried to convince to go – He refuses because it's a gas station in his mind. It is probably one of the most cleanliest places I've ever been that is considered a gas station, especially those restrooms.
5: Yeah, and I I would also say there's some barbecue spots that I've had at gas stations before, and it's some of the best barbecue spots I've ever been to in my entire life. Whenever I was traveling with SEC Nation, um, we would stop at a couple barbecue spots that were attached to a gas station, and, man, was it some good barbecue.
0: It's so odd. Like, you're – like places you would normally just never go into. But if they've got good food, you will go out of your way to go into that hole in the wall place and get that good food. You know, kinda like Oh, absolutely. You know, and the and the NFL, for example, it's like, well, we can go we can go to the Taylor Swift well because we never really do that, but we're doing so well with the marketing aspect of it that now (laughs) it's like you almost have to keep her in the picture because this Sunday Obviously, the Super Bowl set a record, CBS set a record as well, for it being most watched Super Bowl of all time. Now, granted, that probably comes with more people. You know, Obviously, let's call it like it is. Population's getting bigger. More people are watching. More people are watching sports. But when you look at the marketing angle from this past weekend, you would have to say that the Super Bowl is a success. Sammy, yeah. your initial thoughts on the Super Bowl.
5: Well, I, I was just going to say, they tapped into a completely different crowd. We were actually just talking about that in the, in the car uh, because we passed a, a Swift truck, which is actually Taylor Swift's parents. They own Swift Trucking. They have owned that since before she was famous. Um, and so it got us talking about Taylor Swift and just the marketing. Uh, it, it's insane what how, I mean, you should, as the NFL, should capitalize on the opportunity because you're going to bring in so many different eyes that you typically wouldn't have. And so it's not a surprise that they broke record numbers for the amount of people watching the game. Um, I I thought it was a pretty boring game at first, and uh, we finally got some action there at the end. Love that it went into overtime, that it was at least a close game. Um, And you guys, I must say, my pick won. I just got to say it, my pick won. Y'all were hating on me picking the Chiefs to win it all. But my
1: pick one. Uh, that was more Marcus just pick uh, yeah. hating on you to pick the Chiefs. But it, it's not that I was hating on you specifically. I just I didn't want everyone falling into the villain, you know, trap that is the Chiefs now. So <laughs> hey, Karma's on the Chiefs.
5: That's
1: all that matters, Marcus. <laughs> Karma
5: is on the Chiefs. But I mean no, I just want if you're gonna knock out my team, I want you winning the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. they knocked out my dolphins, so I had to I had to pull for the Chiefs.
0: Absolutely. And you know, you mentioned too, it's like it seemed like a really boring game at first. You know, nobody scores in the first quarter. And if you were going to take the under, it was really looking good for you until overtime happens. And, of course, towards the end of the game, things start happening. San Francisco misses an extra point. Chiefs answer back. And then it looked as if Travis Kelsey was trying to win the game at the end. Now, granted, he did not get that done. But ultimately, you go into overtime, the Chiefs win. And the interesting thing to me about this this modified overtime rule is – I was under the assumption that, you know, okay, well, even if San Francisco scores, Kansas City gets the ball back. Like, we, we all knew that. Even on a touchdown, it's like they'll have a chance to match. And then it's sudden death from there. I did not know. I don't, Brett, I don't think you knew either. But as you're sitting there and time is winding down in overtime.
3: I was yelling out. I'm not going
0: to lie. Yeah, I was sitting there. I was screaming, like, what are you doing? You need to call a timeout. What in the world are you doing, Andy Reid? Ultimately, they score. I did not know the rules of overtime. But apparently, a lot of the 49ers players didn't either. And then Marcus, I think on Monday, explained to us like, well, it would have just rolled into a second overtime because they still had to have a chance to match.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: I had no idea. That was – w- I was dumbfounded by the whole situation because it's something we've never seen before. What, right. what, what were What was going through your mind at that time? Were you on the side of myself and Brett, or were you like Marcus? It's like, okay, well, yeah, this is what's going to happen, and they're going to roll into a second overtime.
5: Oh, I think the majority of people were doing the same thing as both of you, and I, I was doing the same as well, screaming overtime or screaming timeout. Um, I think a lot of people were scream, screaming timeout just because it is new. It is something we haven't seen yet. And so um, until you get more familiarized with it, when, until we see it more, uh, I mean, that's understandable why we were all screaming timeout. Uh, but 100% was like, why are you not taking a timeout right now?
3: Sammy, uh, part – you know, I was going for Mahomes. I was going for him all playoffs. I told these guys, you don't bet against Mahomes. The spread tells you that he's 11 one one against the spread, and he proved why. He's now he's. You don't even have to have a conversation about today's quarterbacks. He's in the conversations with your Paytons, your Montanas, and and in my opinion, he's in the Brady conversation. Uh, but I was I I will admit, you know, you have to be a little bit disappointed because Juwan Jennings had an incredible game as well, and I, I mean, let's be honest, he's probably be MVP if. They win. So, you know, your heart had to be tugging a little bit just because, yeah, you're going for the Chiefs, but seeing Juwan Jennings performing the way he did uh, had to be uh, something you enjoyed seeing as well.
5: Oh, absolutely. I was a part of Juwan's recruitment at Mm. Tennessee. Um, That's whenever I was working in recruiting at Tennessee. And so, of course, going to be happy. It's always my favorite. That's why I've always loved working in recruiting or -hmm. working for teams because you get to showcase them going from each stage of their career to the next and so it's really fun to see him be so successful at the highest level he could possibly be and so it was hard because I knew that if he had won the game he 100% would have been the MVP and we were talking about that the next day in the office how Mm -hmm. he absolutely would have been MVP if the 49ers had won so um really big bummer for him but you know he's gonna be getting uh, a pretty nice (laughs) contract a little bump there after that game
0: absolutely and you you have to sit there and wonder. It's like, what are Brady Hoke and John Curry thinking as this is going down? It's like, they basically told him, it's like, no, you're not good enough to be here anymore. We don't want you here. We don't need you here. After what he did. Now, granted, should Jawan have done what he did? Probably not. However, what did he say that was factually incorrect during that rant? That that was the one point that I've always had, is what did he say That was factually incorrect because everything he said was factually correct.
5: And sometimes whenever you are with the team, uh, you have to be careful what you say, even if things are factually correct. uh, There's some stuff that you just can't get out. So um, you just have to be careful with what you say. And so, I mean, whether it was correct or not, who knows? Um, But, I mean, he's obviously doing very well now, so I'm really happy
0: for him. Absolutely. And, of course, you have the Butch Jones tweet coming in after all (laughs) that as well. And I'm just like, really, I'm like, okay, now we just got to wait for a Travis Kelsey touchdown. He's going to claim that as well. I (laughs) I was waiting on it. I knew that we were going to get it. Unfortunately, I guess fortunately, I should say, we did not get it. But, Sammy, moving – Over to college basketball, Tennessee taking on Arkansas tonight after a lackluster – I mean, we'll call it like it as a terrible performance this past Saturday down in College Station against Texas A&M. Wade Taylor goes off 5-for-5 from three to start the game, and it seemed like Tennessee could just never answer back. It just seemed like once they went on that run in the first half, even though we matched just about what they did in the second, it really just seemed like Tennessee had no shot, and what was about a 16-point loss really felt more – like a 25-point loss, considering the threes that we made late. I mean, that was called kind of like it is. It's like painting a, painting trash at that point. Yeah, and I mean,
5: you also have A&M coming up again really soon. And I don't know if you guys paid attention to the Vanderbilt-A&M game last night, but you cannot take anyone for granted in the SEC on the men's side right now. You have nine teams that are possibly going to be in the field playing in the NCAA tournament, so you have to be – on your best game, and right now that's what Tennessee's really struggling with, offensively being able to put something together every single game. It can't be don't connect every single game, being the only one that's scoring 20-plus points. You have to have somebody else step up and score, and you just didn't see that uh, against A&M. And I I will say, though, the one thing that I think was the big difference maker, even though Tennessee competed offensively on the boards, uh, they only had eight second chance points a and m had fifteen. I think that's where you saw a big difference, and that's where I think Vanderbilt was able to see success last night because they did compete with uh, with they did compete with um a and m on the boards, and you ended up seeing Vanderbilt get a win, which I mean Vanderbilt has really, really struggled and so them getting a buzzer beater win last night, you got Vandy at home on Saturday. I mean you have to get a win tonight against Arkansas um. I I think that's going to be a really tough game because now Vandy has some momentum going in. And while it's at home, Vandy's crowd last night, it was honestly, it was pretty pitiful. And so for you to be playing at home, and that's got to be mentally defeating, playing in a place like that when you should have home court advantage. And so, I mean, whether it's home or not, I think this is going to be a tougher game because they starting to see some success because they have some players back from injury. They've had 13 different starting rotations this season. They've had one player on their entire roster that's played in all 24 games. They've had a really hard time putting things together, and now they're finally starting to get things together, and so I think that's going to be a tough game on Saturday. Ezra Mignon, man, did he have a game last night. He ended up getting hurt in the second half with about 10 is at the ten minute mark, and then he came back with about six minutes left in the game. Hit a three with one minute left to put Bandy up by one. A and M goes to the line, and then Ezra's the one that ended up hitting the buzzer beater. So you know that he's playing his best ball right now. And Tennessee really needs some guys to step up and offensively put something together.
0: Absolutely, and that's the one qualm that I think everybody's had with this team this year. It's like you can't just have one guy going off, and you can't and not have anybody else. And you know we made the observation too. Uh, Tennessee is now 3-2 and two in games where Zakai Ziegler shoots seven threes or more. And it really seems like this team just goes as Zakai Ziegler goes. Like, that's something I started to notice really early on this year. It's like, okay, Dalton Connect might be going for 40, but what's Zakai doing? Because if Zakai right. is playing well, it seems like everybody else around him is playing well. You know, even if he's not tallying up points, you know, you got Jonas Adu down low that you can go to. Or Santiago Vescovy going to go out and get you 10 and Josiah Jordan James who disappeared for a while until the Kentucky game you know you could get the ball to him and he'd go get you 10 11 12 points but this team really seems to go as Zakai Ziegler goes and it's been more evident as of late that that is the case what's it going to take for him to stay consistent and can he handle playing 40 minutes a game like he had to do the other night because one of the things that worries us is you saw what happened last year towards the end of the season you know torn ACL whether or not that was attributed to playing 40 minutes game we don't know how do you feel about this Tennessee team going forward and I think they have a final four capable roster what's it going to take for Tennessee to get it done
5: put a game together for the entire 40 minutes that's that's what it's going to take and you're talking about Zekai Ziegler can he play the entire time you're the leader of the team you have to step up Because those guys around you are looking to you as the leader. You have to be able to step up. You have to be able to put together an entire game. And that's been evident throughout the season. And now you're at the end of SEC play right before the SEC tournament is right around the corner. This is when you have to be playing your best ball. And so for Zakai to step up and be playing his best ball, I think that's what's going to be the biggest key uh, for Tennessee to be able to make a run in the tournament.
0: Absolutely. Marcus, Brett, you all have anything? Yeah, just real quick, it's
3: probably a pointless question, but just switching to the girls game, uh, obviously South Carolina comes to Knoxville tomorrow, any chance at all for a uh, miraculous upset? <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty dominant, it's, South Carolina, I mean, we're witnessing something special with that program.
5: Yeah, you know, I had Tamari Key on my podcast uh, last week, and it was really interesting talking to Tamari, we had a really great conversation. Um, it was right after she had her first start of the season against mm-hmm. Georgia, and she was also talking about how on the women's side you really can't count anybody out, and they have a tough, tough stretch to finish out their SEC play. You got South Carolina at home, then you have, or and then you have Bandy, and then LSU. I mean, that's going to be three really tough games on the women's side. That's three of your strongest teams right now on the women's side, and I, I really don't like that Bandy game being in the middle of uh, South Carolina and LSU because you know that the Lady Vols are going to have those two games circled because those are the two teams that are above them right now. And so I, I, it's going to be a really, really tough stretch for the Lady Vols to pull it out. But uh, Tamari seems really positive and feels really confident right now. You know they're coming off of a win. And so uh, I think that they're sitting in a good spot right now. And as long as you're competitive with mm-hmm. them, I think that's that's going to be a big win for them.
0: Absolutely. Marcus, you got anything?
1: Um. No, I'll be honest with you, I don't um, unless we want to talk a little bit about uh, Miami football because I you know what do you, what do you, what's, what's the plan for the offseason? Obviously, it felt like you guys were able to keep together your uh OC, which I was you know as much as Brian Callahan does intrigue me. you know you, your OC Frank was someone I was looking at. Um, wh- what do you feel is the plan for for Miami to make the changes to to avoid an, an upset in the playoffs?
5: You know, I I really think that what Miami had going offensively was well. It's just Tua has to have his people around him healthy. If the people around Tua are not healthy, then uh, he he struggles. And so I think that's going to be what's really key for them in this offseason is Tua needs to bond with some of those other guys, not just his top targets around him. And then because for an entire season to think everybody's going to be healthy, that's just not realistic. So he needs to be able to bond with those other guys and be able to play with them late in the season because that's honestly what hurt the Dolphins uh, late in the season. So I think that's what's the biggest key for them this offseason. And hopefully they're able to do that so my Dolphins can make a further run this year. I'll
1: throw one more at you since you mentioned you were a part of the recruiting process for for Juwan Jennings. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his contract is ending with the 49ers after this season. If hey, he... take
5: him to the Dolphins. I'm all for it. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. That's not what I was – I'm saying bring bring our, our son home. Bring the prodigal son home to Tennessee and let him wear that two-tone blue. Uh, look, if he goes to Miami, I won't be disappointed, but you won't yeah, be I happy, Yeah, I mean,
5: I'm always going to pull for him to come to, to my team, the Dolphins, <laughs> but you know he would absolutely love being uh, in Nashville uh, it's his hometown. I mean, he grew up in the Murfreesboro area, so you know he would absolutely thrive. He would love that, being able to rep his hometown.
1: It's so funny because we, we were talking about, I think, the following day on Monday that, you know, at the time, he was a higher-ranked uh, quarterback recruit over, I believe, both quarterbacks that yeah. were playing. Yeah, he was in the, the
5: highest-rated recruit coming out of high school out of any quarterback on the field for the Super Bowl.
1: Which is wild to think about, but, you know, I mean, look, he – he found the right spot for him at wide receiver. He's probably one of the best blocking wide receivers out there, and, and he's hard to take down. I mean, you saw it on his receiving touchdown. He, you have to have two or three guys try to take that man down.
5: Absolutely. No, it, uh, it was the right move that Butch made moving him to wide receiver.
0: Absolutely. Sammy, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Tell us where to find you on Twitter.
5: I keep it real simple, Sammy Kincaid, S-A-M-I-K-I-N-C-A-I-D.
0: And that is her weekly appearance here on the G.I. Jake Show. Sammy, thank you so much. We'll talk again soon.
5: Thanks, guys.
0: Sammy Kincaid, the Fan Run OG, making her presence felt right here on the G.I. Jake Show. Stay with us. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.
5: Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve from
0: Did you seriously just about play You'll Never Leave Harlan alive?
1: I just—I asked you, I said, can I play Never Leave? Uh, and then you just looked at your phone and I said, well, I guess I'm playing Never Leave.
0: I got an important text message in regards to the Fan Run charity golf event that we're having coming April. Oh,
1: is my buddy uh, Tiger coming?
0: Uh, Tiger will not be here. Oh, okay.
1: No. I, I reached out to Your him.
0: buddy. Hmm? Your buddy. Yeah. You know Tiger Woods.
1: Oh, I didn't say it was... Oh, no, 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 not Tiger Woods. Who? His name Tiger Tree. He's really good at mini golf. He's a pretty... I invited him to see if he wanted to be a part of it. What? What? <clears throat> uh,
0: <laughs> anyway. Anyway. As you heard in the Fox Sports Radio update, uh, apparently there was some talk... About LeBron James potentially going to Golden State. I don't think it could have happened. To try to get another ring. I have a theory behind this. I think LeBron wanted to go to Golden State. What? That way he could go get another one with Steph Curry. That way Steph Curry can't have more rings than him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean. I mean, think about it. Yeah.
3: Jack-
0: or Steph knows he's not going to win one with what he's got. Oh, that too. Jack and Kobe. Do you know what happened when Kobe got his fifth ring and Shaq only had four? He started throwing stuff in his house. You know why? Shaq did not want Kobe to have one more ring than him. But Kobe got it. Won three straight. Those with Shaq. Shaq went on to win one in Miami. Kobe had another repeat in L.A. Could have had a three-peat. Didn't happen that way. But, I mean, we talked about this the other day. So, can we all agree that super teams kind of ruined the luster of the NBA for a long time? And it didn't really feel normal again. It didn't feel like normal basketball until Toronto won the title in 2019. And they had Kawhi Leonard, I think, uh, I think DeMar, was he with him at that point? He got point? traded
2: for that 2019 year when they won. I was going to say, he yeah,
0: he went to San, San Antonio. Antonio. Yeah. So, you know, when you got, Guys like you know Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, and guys like that. It's like they're not necessarily superstars. I mean, you can say Kawhi Leonard's a superstar, but nobody really referred to Fred Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry as like an A-plus, like, gold star player.
2: For sure, yeah. They took down the Golden State Avengers. Yes. Um, obviously, KD and Clay got hurt, but, um, that, yeah, that, that makes a difference. That, for sure. <laughs> and, yeah, that era of the Warriors and KD just – Because KD tried to come back in that series, right? And he got re-injured himself. Within like 10 minutes, tore it again. Well,
0: there, I mean, it all started in 2010. Can we all agree with that? It all started in 2010 when Miami picked up LeBron James and combined him with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and eventually Ray Allen.
1: Incorrect. Happened a couple years before. No, wait. Didn't happen. Or and When you bring together Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, that's not where the super teams truly started.
0: No, it started with LeBron.
3: Not what? What?
1: You saying that my big three wasn't a super team? You had three of the
0: top five draft picks in the two thousand and three draft class, which is probably the best draft class of
1: the we past got twenty years. Three Hall of years. Famers joined forces. I'm not disagreeing with you on your take about Miami, but if we're going to act that Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, they turned from a team that was like last in the league to to NBA champions. This this is true. Where Kevin Garnett literally said anything is possible.
0: This is true. He did. But also, Kevin Garnett had to get out of Minnesota. He had to. See how dirty they did him?
2: Well, yeah, because they didn't help him
0: exactly i don't argue
2: braun come. had to get out of cleveland oh there we go
0: He was just, a free agent they were free just to a, go wherever he wants to thing go is they were just it's in the like, eastern conference finals because of him no i mean if you Chad. had the
3: option to go play with your best friend <laughs> and play the sport you love what are you gonna do
0: go to uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna remain loyal to my team Brett. i'm gonna go
1: to boston where i can really win championships i
0: mean here's the thing do you want to be like Giannis and you want to build up a team and fight through it and earn it or do you want to be like kevin durant lebron james and just want to chase rings Steve. No,
3: Durant chase brings more than LeBron has.
0: Robert O'Reill chasing. Durant's rings.
3: not won anything without anybody. He his whole career he's had a super team around him.
0: I mean, really, you can argue that team they had no KC. They just didn't know they had it. They should have won. They just didn't know they had it. I mean, you had KD, Russ, and James Harden they on up, the same roster. Well, they got
1: three one in the series. Yeah. On the best team ever. Yeah. And and they just fell apart. Yeah. Choked. Yeah
0: that's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. Let's get Joshy boy in here before we hit our top of the hour break. What's up, Joshy? What's up, guys? Hey. I'm
6: going to be uh, in a generous mood today on uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, I got two winners for you guys today.
0: Okay, well, let's hear them, Joshy.
6: Uh, you guys are going to take Michigan State minus three-and-a-half on the road at Penn State tonight.
0: I don't hate that. Miss about when Michigan State comes alive.
6: And uh, you're going to fade my Lakers and take the Jazz five-and-a-half because uh, LeBron's out tonight. It's at Utah.
0: Everyone making a note of that. Lakers coming off a win last night against the Pistons, in which they won by 12. Anthony Davis had 20-14. and Lakers
3: did beat the Celtics without Braun in AD, though.
0: That is true. Well, probably because they injected Austin Reeves with something and it turned him into well, super. I'm just
3: saying, I mean, Austin Reeves proved he can play in this league. I mean, he's not no scrub.
0: LeBron. Oh, no, it was LeBron James a bum. Oh, stop it.
3: That's so disrespectful. <laughs> that really is. I at least give your guy credit. You guys can't even respect my guy. That's just wrong.
1: All you guys are so, all the hate. What, what What? guy have you given me credit for? I said Tatum was top ten. <laughs> That's not He's top fives. No. Right, Josh, you
0: Josh, you watch a lot of NBA. Would you consider Jason Tatum to be a top five player in the NBA right now?
6: Uh, I'm going to have to kind of
3: disagree with you, Marcus.
0: Thank you. <laughs> okay. No, you, you ain't dumping him over that. There's nothing You're wrong with dumping top ten him in over this league.
3: league. You know how I many eight players are in this Mar- league? Marcus,
6: whenever uh, Tatum gets a ring, let me know. <laughs>
1: But, uh, <laughs> he's getting one this year. He's getting no, this one here, no, Josh. he's boys. not. Yes, he is. He's, no, he's not. They have, had Josh going. They're
6: 42 but, uh, wins. That's not the reason I called. The reason yeah. I called is, does it seem like when Tennessee loses usually this year, it seems like Jonas Adu like, has a really bad game. Like, in most of our Games that we win this year, he has like a double double. He has a uh, six double doubles this season.
0: It's, uh, I mean, that's an interesting, that's an interesting point there, Joshy. And I, you know, I like to, um, I like to think that it's more so as a Kai Ziegler. But I mean, you made a valid point. You know, we've talked about it with Phil, you know, at length. You know, you have to have in this day and age in college basketball, you have to have a dominant big man. Right? I think we can all agree with that. In order to win, in March, you have to have a dominant big man. Dominant's a strong word, though, right? This is true. Yeah. But when you look at teams that have, you know, that big man that is a little bit bigger than Jonas to do, that is a little bit more powerful, that's usually when he has his worst games. Right. I mean, for goodness sakes, we allowed a guy to get 17 rebounds on us the other night.
6: Yeah. But – uh. Out the door, we don't cover Jake, but I'm gonna say balls win. Eighty-five to eighty balls. Have a good day, guys.
0: Big Appreciate number. the phone call. That's uh. Likes the over then. Right? He likes the over. Over set at one fifty-one and a half. Joshy boy likes the over in this one, and he likes Arkansas to cover. Man, we are going to have an interesting day on the books here on this show. I'm gonna throw you some stuff that you probably never even thought about. That's where my mind's at. I'm just going to throw something at you. Since apparently all we talk about is food and snooze on this show. (laughs) That's all we talk about. Food and snooze, Marcus. Do you know that?
1: Who says that? Uh, Some idiot on Twitter. Um, I I like to talk about um, the things that Brett gets wrong sometimes. Um, I also like to talk about... You
0: all have a very interesting rivalry. I
1: said sometimes. I didn't say
0: all the time. He's right sometimes, too. Like, you're all's rivalry, and Jack, I think you would agree with me. It's it's very interesting because it never fails. It never fails. Uh, There is going to be an argument on this show at some point. I'm interested... It's a friendly debate. To hear Mark the Tape with Marcus Young today. I'm very interested to hear what Marcus has to say because it's going to be interesting and then how everybody else reacts to it. And, of course, the music will be played during this segment at some point because there's going to be an argument. And when we have arguments, I mean, let's call it like it is. Some of these arguments are just nonsensical. Name one. Every single one that we've ever had. (laughs) What do you mean, name one? Just name them all.
1: He agreed with me on the soup thing and I you know, I appreciate that. It's not. See, it's mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. As, as friends, we can agree that soup and cereal are similar and, and we can agree on things. No. We don't always argue. We're we can be on the same page about things. I also think that uh there was some a basketball take we agreed on with the NBA. I can't remember what it was, but um I think it had to do with LeBron maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. Neither do I, but I feel like it <laughs> happened. Jack remembers.
2: Yeah, both of y'all really like Patrick Mahomes, right? That's
1: what it is? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Goodness. He's a villain. He's a monster. That's what I don't understand. The hour villain, number one. How do you not what? understand it? He's a villain. Oh, my God. When
0: Super Bowls, I guess you're a villain. I mean, that's just the way she goes. That is going to do it for hour number one. Hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.
1: Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is worth